Welcome to After Party, the podcast which is sometimes ridiculous and always real. Um, we're on to episode two now, so thank you for anyone who may have listened to episode one. And for anyone joining us this time, thank you again. And for some of the topics for today's episode, we're going to be talking about music, music artists, and some of the things that have been happening, um, namely with Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, that situation, uh, and also Kylie Jenner appearing in Cardi B's WAP music video. But before we get onto those stories, uh, we are going to talk about some of our musical experiences, um, you know, some of our favourite artists, albums, and maybe our favourite song of all time as well. So I'm going to start by asking uh, the lads what their question, their uh, favourite albums and whatnot are. So I'll start with Aaron. Aaron, what is your favourite album of all time? It's a weird one because you seem to go through cycles. Like... One week you might, or like, maybe not week, but you go through little tangents, maybe, of loving, loving albums. But I'd say probably, for how much I listen to it, probably Vessel by 21 Pilots. Nice. Have you got a favourite song on that album? Ooh, Trees. Good shout. How about you, Ollie, for favourite album? Oh, see, I've, I've been, I'm still stressing about this one since, since we decided we'd, we'd do it. And uh, it's got to be um, Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness, Smashing Pumpkins. I'm not sure if either of you have heard it. Um, it's um, like an indie rock record from, the, well, the Smashing Pumpkins. Obviously, the best album I've ever heard. It's uh, even better live. Just what an experience. Um, but it, I, just, I couldn't pick, think of anything else that that would be better than that. No, I think that's that's fitting for you. You do always say how much you, you love smashing pumpkins. I mean, I think I've seen you on your drive a few times with a bat and a few pumpkins. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 Did you see my pumpkin for Halloween last year? Just carved smashing into a pumpkin. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> nah, good shout to them, lads. Uh, I've listened to 21 Pilots a little bit and I, I do like a few of, of their songs. I've not listened to Smashing Pumpkins, but might have to check them out. Who knows? Um, for me, my favourite album has got to be... Well, it, it was a tough one to decide, but my favourite one I've decided on is Chance, uh, Acid Rap. I just feel like that album got me through college so much. Um, yeah, I think that's when I fell in love with, with hip-hop and, and rap and that sort of genre inside of things a lot more. I mean, previously, before that, uh, my only experiences of it were were 50 Cent and Eminem when I was very young, uh, and then on to Tiger and Kid Ink, who I don't listen to as much now, but I do still like them. Um, so we've obviously all just said our favourite albums. Do you do you both have a favourite song of all time? Aaron, if so, what is your favourite song of all time? Oh, holding on to you. It's off Vessel again, and it doesn't make any sense. I've already realised it doesn't add up. <laughs> That's me, my favourite song on that album, and it just doesn't make sense. But uh, you just listen to an album, and sometimes one song sticks out, and then there's one like the songs that you can just listen to on their own. And holding yeah. on to you is probably one that I could listen to on its own, Marvin Trees. Would you say it's a song that has sort of some, some kind of, well, I, I would presume so, but some sort of meaning to you, and like the lyrics really resonate with you? Uh, not really, to be fair. It was just a song that. Like, I remember going and seeing my mates at uni and it'd be a song that I'd always have on ca- in the car and way there. For some reason, I don't ah, know yeah. why it always ended up being that song. But One of them songs that bring back... 
brings memories back with it. I get you. Yeah, very, very drunken weekends. <laughs> Absolutely. Very, very drunken weekends. I can vouch for that. How about you, Ollie? Have you got a, a favourite song of all time? Yeah, it's, it's got it. To be fair, it's got to be off the same album, uh, Tonight, Tonight, Smashing Pumpkins again. Um, it's got so much meaning. <laughs> the song's beautiful. The video's the weird, the weirdest like video I've ever seen. Um, but it's just, it's just a song that I've been listening to since I was like introduced to it by my parents as like a kid, and it's uh, a song that I I must listen to it at least weekly, if if not more like yeah. daily or every other day. It's just, it's just beautiful. Nah, good man. And would would you say, well, based on your answer, I'm guessing that's got some sort of sort of sentimental value or brings back memories oh, to you so, as well. Oh, so much. <laughs> Too much to go into. Maybe, maybe on a future episode, who knows? Oh, maybe, mate. Or maybe when, <laughs> when I'm a bit pissed. It's going to be one of those yeah. two, innit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we might have to get a bit of Dutch courage down as before we start spilling some stories. Yeah, that's uh, what I'm sure start crying on podcast. Probably me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, good shouts uh, though, them lads. I think uh, both clearly either bring back memories or I've got some sort of sentimental value to you. I think my favourite song of all time. Um, and I've got a few that are up there and compete with this song. Uh, but my favourite song of all time when it comes down to it is Big Sean, One Man Can Change the World. And I just feel like the lyrics in that song are so powerful and the, just the overall message of the song of one person's ability to be able to have such a profound impact and change on the world. It's a message I really buy into and I believe, you, you know, that you can do anything you set your mind to if you work hard enough at it and you really push for them goals. So it's just, it's just a song that fits into my mentality and my sort of mantra and, and way I live life, kind of. So that's that's the reason for it as well. Um, well, well done, lads. You've made me look like an absolute breeze block. Both your songs, <laughs> some strong lyrics to them. And for me, it's, yeah, I'll fucking listen to it when I'm allowed to get in this with you, <laughs> Just what? Just answer a minute. <laughs> what better reason to like a song, though, for, than for memories of you being pissed out your head with all your mates, you know what I mean? There's there's not much better reason. So, um, you two have been consistent in your answers there in terms of, Aaron, you've, uh, you've stuck with 21 Pilots for your favourite album and song, and all you've stuck with Smashing Pumpkins. So far, I've been different for album and song, and I'm also going to be different for my favourite artist, but I'll get on to me in a second. We'll go again with Aaron. What's your favourite artist or, or your favourite group or whatever? My favourite artist for someone who consistently makes songs that I love is Oliver Tree. Oliver Tree always, like, whenever a song comes out, I always think, it's going to be good. You've put me on to Oliver Tree lately. I've been absolutely loving Oliver Tree lately, and is norm is a bit outside of my usual sort of listening space. As you know, I'm normally into hip hop and R and B, rap, all that kind of kind of genre. But now I'm a big fan of Oliver Tree as well. Have you got a favourite song of his? Uh, Jerk, Jerk off, new album, new album, big tune. Class. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Absolutely class. That new album's just just brilliant though. There's not a I wouldn't say it's a bad track on that that Oliver Tree album. No, nah, I wouldn't say so. Yeah, I've enjoyed it when I've listened, to be fair. How about you, Ollie? Have you got a, a favourite artist? See, I don't... <laughs> I'm not going to say Smashing Pumpkins again, because I can't, I can't be like... I can't just have the same artist. It, is that the three. true answer, though, would you say, it, that you want to give another? I'm gonna, yeah, I'll go I'll go with that one, and then um, just for hip-hop's sake, because I have such a diverse 
taste in music, like unless credit into heavy metal to hip hop to I don't know, country and <laughs> just whatever it takes for fancy, but I go with Danny Brown, um, just for hip hop because he's made I don't think he's made a bad album, to be honest. Again, for the consistency, like um, Aaron was saying, we all have a tree. Danny Brown does that for me. Like, Atrocity Exhibition, his, um, not the most recent album, but the one before that is just not a bad track on it. It's uh, it's incredible. There's nothing else like it. Yeah. No, hey, that's a, that's a fair shout then, to be fair, mate. Um, Brilliant live as well. Like, the best rapper I've seen live, and I've seen... So many. You've been to quite a lot of gigs, you haven't you? I've noticed. Oh, what, I, who, I who's to... been the best live you've been to? Um, oh, it's gonna be again. I'm gonna have to say I'm smashing pumpkins. No, that's or, fair, man. That's fair. Um, a band called Horror that are getting quite big now. They're a punk sort of hip hop thing as well. I saw them in a Brudenell in Leeds, about a hundred um, capacity venue. So that was uh, that was wild. Or Death Grips, brilliant live. Anybody who's yeah. interested in listening to something a bit different, try those out. Uh, don't put your headphones too loud because you won't have eardrums. <laughs> I'm gonna say they sound like that kind of kind of vibe. Pretty pretty rough. I'm gonna say coming coming out of that gig felt like the beginning of Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> it's, it's all Jeez. I can describe it as. It was ridiculous. Damn. No, I think they're both both fair answers there, lads. To uh, to be honest, for me, my favourite artist is uh, is Gizzy Mars. Um, first discovered him uh, when I used to to listen to, uh, sorry, not listen to, but when I used to play a lot of Call of Duty on my Xbox. Um, and I'd, anyone who, who ever used to play it and, you know, used to watch videos on it, I'd know there was always certain tracks and certain artists you'd always hear on these Call of Duty compilations. So this is how I discovered him. It sounds so geeky, but you know what? I am a bit of a geek inside. So, um, so that's how I discovered Skizzy Mars. I'm a true gamer. This is it. Um, so that's how I discovered him. Uh, and the first song I discovered of his, I think, was uh, was Pay For You. Oh, that's definitely one of the biggest ones from the early days. Um, but yeah, I just feel like so many of his songs and his lyrics uh, I can relate to and especially could relate to uh, as I was going through my teenage years and, and becoming an adult. Um, so yeah, he's got a... His, his music's got a special play in my, uh, place in my heart, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think we've rounded off our favourite album, song and artist there. And we're going to get on to an artist um, and maybe some of his music as well. Give our, our thoughts on some of his music. Um, in Kanye West. Uh, and Kanye, always surrounded by controversy. There's, there's never a, a year goes by where there's not some controversy surrounding Kanye, and I think we can can all appreciate that. <laughs> and the question that that sometimes poses um, for myself and, and probably for a lot of other people is, is the controversy always real or is it for promotion for a new album? Because it always seems to land around the time he's either promoting a new album or he's releasing some sort of new designs for, for Yeezy. Um, and... It's a difficult topic to talk about because obviously it's mental health related and I don't think for one second that Kanye West fakes any kind of mental health condition. I truly believe he does suffer with his mental health. Um, but I just wonder if, if sometimes he just lets it rip almost because he knows it will will benefit his, his promo. Um, and so I'll, ju I'll just touch on, on what's, what's gone on. So Kanye has a... a a problem with Twitter, you know, and I think I think we all know this because 
he'll tweet things that he then regrets later down the line and deletes them. Uh, example being, uh, he tweeted, I've been trying to get a divorce from Kim since she met uh, Meek Mill to talk about prison reform. And he puts prison reform in quotation marks, like, yeah, fucking prison reform. Um, and uh, he then went on to tweet, <laughs> I would like to apologise to my wife, Kim, for going public with something that was a private matter. So he obviously there, just a, an instance of him regretting sort of going public with something. Um, but yeah, what what are your two thoughts on on maybe Kanye as a person and his his meltdowns on Twitter and in interviews? If you've if you've seen much of them, you can't miss them, can you? It's it, there's a different article on Kanye every week. Um, he's I mean he's you know he's got bipolar, hasn't he? And I, I don't think it's it's necessarily to promote an album, um, and I don't really know much about the the illness itself. But I think the the pressure that he feels from trying to make a perfect album because he sees himself as su- he puts himself on such a um, a pedestal, like he's always trying to better himself, and he, he claims he's the you know the greatest artist of all time. Whether he believes it or not, I'm I'm fairly sure he does. Um, yeah, but it's uh, I think. The, the episodes that that seem to happen, you know, and you're saying around a, an album launch, uh, more to do with the, the stress he's under, like from from wanting it to be perfect. I think he, he does it to himself in a doesn't, you know, it's not a it's not a purposeful thing. He's just the man's just he's a he's like a crazy genius, isn't he? <laughs> I, yeah, I'm, and he, I'm he admits say, that but, himself. Yeah, he's, he's, yeah. He did does. you hear what he said? He said, um, "Name me a genius that isn't crazy." So, not, that, no, I see. I'd not, I'd not seen that, but he's, yeah, he's hits the nail on the head there. Like, I, I, I really rate him as a, as an artist. I'm not, I've not looked too much into his political views at the moment. I've, I've heard some scary things about abortion. I think, but uh, I, yeah. I'm not sure what he, what he said about those. It's, uh, it didn't sound great though. But, um, no, he's uh, musically, he's, he's just, he's there every album on top, which I know you guys don't particularly agree with. But. No, no, I, I like Kanye. Don't get me wrong. I like Kanye and I like a lot of his music. And even even the album we were discussing earlier, uh, Life of Pablo, I don't, I don't think it's a bad album. It's just not an album, of, for the most part, of my, you know, of my usual taste or what I was expecting from Kanye. Um, but there is still some songs on there that, that I really like. And there's some really quotable lines from it. Um, like I think it's on on one of the the, on one part of the album he says um, I love you like Kanye loves Kanye and I think that that, like have you heard a more Kanye quote in your life (laughs) Um, (laughs) and um, another quote from another song which uh, sticks out so I was just re-listening to it earlier actually Um, it says sometimes I'm wishing that my dick had a GoPro so I could play that shit back in slow-mo and I just think that is so funny. That is such a funny line. Oh, so, um, some of his lyrics are too much, man. Like some <laughs> of them are just one. One that always gets me is uh, "Run Away" with just the uh, the line. I sent this bitch a picture of my dick. Like, <laughs> yeah, just that. Just as a line itself, there's only Kanye that had come up with something like that. Yeah, and when he says about um, Taylor Swift, might fucking because he made her famous as well. Yeah, he's got. <laughs> the thing <laughs> is, the the guy has got so many quotable lines, and he's. I don't know. He's he's such an entertaining guy. Whether it's through his music or or just in his public yeah. speaking, uh, he's got such a charisma about him. 
and whether you like his music or not, I for one do like most of his music. Um, but you've you've got to admit that he's he's got a, a certain energy that draws people to him, and that's why he gets the publicity he gets. How about you, Aaron? I know you probably don't listen to Kanye maybe as much, but have you got any particular opinion on on the matter or on on Kanye himself? He's just an interesting guy, isn't he? Like there's there's sort of like layers to him from his fashion side to his music side to his now his political side, which just seems <laughs> to be bizarre. Like, yeah, we're not sure. I think I think when everyone heard it, they went. <laughs> Kanye's running for president and then yeah. oh shit Kanye's running for president so it, it, it's sort of weird isn't it like I feel sorry for him at times because he's like whenever he tweets anything he's straight under a microscope people want to know oh, what's what's backstory to this why has he done this who's, he, who's that and yeah. it? but it's, it's part of being a public figure as well isn't it like yeah, you, like gonna happen. you said something interesting uh, to me. Uh, I think it might have been to me and Ollie, um, which I completely agreed with. I think Kanye, obviously, with the mental health condition that he has and the type of person that he is, um, on one hand, he, he thrives off the, the fame because when he's experiencing his highs, it's, you know, it's the best it can be. He's able to put his own creations out into the world and He's on top of the world, but also when he's at his lowest points, which obviously can be with bipolar, it can be so low as well as being so high. You know, it's completely other end of the scale. And like I say, there's a microscope on him. All of those negative feelings are going to feel amplified so, so much. And when he does feel like that, um, I do feel so bad for the guy, I must admit, when he is feeling that way. Yeah, he's the type of person where you think at times, maybe for a month for you, man. Maybe like maybe it's doing you more damage than it is good. Like not yeah. obviously not in his yeah. pockets. In his, his head, pockets I know. Are well lined, but just yeah. you got to feel for him at times. It's take it's clearly taking some kind of toll on him or something is because we are watching the the man. His his mental health it, it has been getting worse and worse from from what we can see. Um, you know the the sort of breakdowns are becoming more common and I think I think we've probably covered this this particular area of Kanye's life and his breakdowns to death and I you know I don't want to keep banging on about it because it's not a, a nice topic and we we obviously wish him nothing but the best as we would anyone especially if they're experiencing difficulty um but yeah it's just it's just hard not to cover it when he's he's such a an influential figure um but I know Ollie you just mentioned about um and we've all just mentioned about his uh, political views, but you mentioned about his views on abortion. Um, I just want to cover something about that because I know that um, he did tweet. Uh, that in fact, we'll go. We'll talk about his uh, what he said at a rally first. So this was at a rally in South Carolina. He said, "My dad wanted to abort me. My mum saved my life. There would have been no Kanye West because my dad was too busy." So that's what he said at a South Carolina rally, and he then went on to tweet following this. He said. I cried at the thought of, uh, at the thought of aborting my firstborn, and everyone was so concerned about me. I'm concerned for the world that feels you shouldn't cry about this subject. And I think the message he's trying to get out there is so pure and warm and and loving. And I understand the message he's trying to get out there. I think the difficulty when you have a political view based on something that's so 
such so personal to you, you know, something he's he's experienced himself almost, you know, with that, that story about how his mum effectively saved his life. It's hard to not let your own emotions influence your views. And, you know, we don't want to talk about politics too much on this podcast because um, typically they, they don't interest me, but there's, there's certain topics which, you know, I think they're important to talk about. Um, and I completely get where Kanye is coming from and I think it's coming from a, a beautiful place in his heart. But for me, um, I think abortion is something that, that should be around. Um, you know, sometimes accidents can happen. People need to, to have that choice to, you know, to say I'm not in a position to, to have a child right now and support it as best I can. Um, and yeah, I think, I think people should be given the right to, to say and, and do that. Uh, and I understand the costs of it, you know, and, and whatnot, but... That's my view. I don't know if either of you two want to interject with your views or if you, you want to kind of brush past that. I'm fine either way. I, I fully agree. It's uh, end of the day, it's, uh, it's a choice that should be available because it's, you know, every single, it's a, it's a delicate circumstance and, you know, topic, but it, every single situation is different and it's a, it, it needs to be an option. Whether, whether you know, whether it's, it's available, whether you want it or not, it just needs to be an available option and I understand where Kanye were coming from and I feel sorry for him in his you know in, in how he's he's sort of dealing with that because it's it's very public and it's it doesn't look nice for him but it's it's not something that should ever be ever be frowned upon having as an option it's not something that we should, <laughs> that should we should turn into a, a bad thing because it's you know it's it, it should be available for people because it's it can cause so much so many more problems on the on the on the down the line if it's not. Yeah, agreed. How how about you, Aaron? Is there anything you want to add to that? Or it's amicable that amicable that is willing to to make a stand for it. But to be honest, it's a subject that shouldn't really be touched on. It it should be there for people, and if people want to use it, then they can do. But that's about it, really, in my head. Yeah, I think I think most people share our view. Um, there are some people who obviously won't, and I would completely respect their opinion and reason, the reasoning for it because I obviously see that they see it as a you know a, a human life uh, and and whatnot and have their own views. And I don't necessarily disagree with that, but you know I do also just agree with you know people should have the right to make a decision, and that decision is also based on you know the the life they can offer that child and if they're in a position to have a child. And like Ollie said, all circumstances are different and that is the reason the option is there. Um, so yeah, I think we've pretty much covered that. Um, just one last thing to cover on the, the Kanye situation is uh, that Kim posted a lengthy statement um, on her Instagram story acknowledging their... Uh, acknowledging? What the fuck? I've just made up a word. <laughs> acknowledging, <laughs> acknowledging their, um, quote, complicated and painful situation. Uh, and she also asked for compassion. Uh, and I think that is an important thing that everyone should show, especially if someone's having difficulties with the mental health or just difficulties in, in general. Um, it's important to show compassion and know that you don't know everything that's going on in someone's head uh, and in someone's life. And I think that often all of us as humans can, can forget that, you know, by nature, we're quite judgmental beings. Every single human being on the earth, we make a judgment on things from what we see. Uh, but what we see is not always the whole story. And I think it's important to bear that in mind. And as Kim quite rightly said, uh, to show compassion. Uh, anything else you want to add to that, guys? Or do you want me to move on to the next topic? No. 
I think we yeah, I think it's, it's covered in it. Sweet. <laughs> so while we're on the topic of music, um, don't know if either of you seen the music, seen the music video or listened to the song. Uh, I haven't because it's it's not my. She, she's not a, a favorite artist of mine. Nothing against her. I just, just don't listen to her. Cardi B's released a song WAP, uh, which a lot of people seem to be enjoying. But there's one part of the song, or the music video, I should say, that a lot of people aren't enjoying. And the segment of the music video I'm talking about, as I say, I've not seen the video myself, but I've seen a lot of tweets about it, uh, is a section where Kylie Jenner walks out and she doesn't really do anything but walk, almost a, a catwalk sort of strut, I believe. Um, and there's been a lot of people... There's a, there's a petition going around to have her removed from the music video. And I've seen a few tweets about it, and, and one thing that somebody put on the petition the petition's reached over 64,000 signatures now and one comment on the petition was she is a culture vulture who doesn't remember her own how her own complexion looks down with the culture vultures and one thing i just want to say about that is i hate the phrase culture vulture personally um and i think i think the the way it's used is why i hate it because people yeah use it in a way as if people are trying to steal culture from people and I think everyone's culture is very specific to them and you know their background and that's the way it should be but someone coming into that that space I think anybody anybody should be welcomed in, into welcomed into say a hip-hop space and an indie space etc regardless of you know your background and I think not welcoming people into that is so counterproductive to what most people would want to achieve, you know, in sort of inclusivity, equality, et cetera, et cetera. Um, would you guys say you agree with that as well? Or, you know, are you, are you one that, that would be down with the culture vultures? You know, I don't know what your views are. Uh, down with them in the sense, yeah, the same, same thing you're saying. Like, it's just, I just don't get it. It's, you know, it, everyone should just, just enjoy what you enjoy and just be involved in what interests you. It's, uh, I don't see the... The, the purpose of, of naming people as culture vultures and and with the video anyway it's um i mean i've not seen it i can't say it's something that i, I would look for <laughs> because uh, cardi b's music doesn't necessarily interest me but um you know if she's designed the video she or whoever's designed the video for her if they've, they've designed it that way let the artist do what the artist wants it's, it's their content at the end of the day and uh, i think start petitioning to get people out of out of something that someone's made for entertainment purposes is just it's just pointless. It it just it's stupid. It's not yours to change. Just let them present it how it wants to be presented. Yeah, completely agree with that. How about you, Aaron? Have you got any any further views on the on this? I think it's gone really well for Cardi B. It's made it's took so many people to that video now in in like Agreed. in droves. So she'll have made so much money and that ended there, that point of it. That we're all exactly, yeah. for. I, th- I think like, that's the reason she's got her in, like you say, publicity. Yeah, it's just publicity and people people who are attacking her for adding her, it's her choice, it's her video. I know there's probably directors and producers and and everyone else who have words in it, but I'm sure if she saw war against it and said, look, I don't think that's for me then the the one have added that into the video. Yeah, exactly. And they are all effectively her people and supporting her music and brand, so they'll all be buying into her ideas. And as you say, if if she didn't want it, she would have 
just said so. And effectively, as she's the artist, whatever she says goes if she felt that strongly about it. But interestingly enough, Cardi B does seem to agree with what, what we're saying and what I think the majority of people do feel. Um, and she just said, um, on this particular instance, she, uh, this is her tweet, she said, not everything is about race. There's issues out here in the world that is about race that I preach all the time about, and, and rightly so. Um, but she's put, this is not about fucking race. And I agree that this particular thing that's happened is, is not about race. And, and she went on to tweet as well. Uh, she said, why did I put Kylie on my music video? She treated my sister and daughter so lovely at her kid's birthday party. And while that may be some of the reasoning, I think the main reasoning is, as we've touched on, publicity. It's going to bring a lot of eyes to the music video, a lot of ears to the song. And it's mutually beneficial. Kylie Jenner being on that video is keeping her more and more relevant, as she always is, keeping her in the spotlight. So it's a mutually beneficial thing. And it's been done for business. And anyone that can't understand that, I mean, you're bad in it. You know what I mean? It's your problem. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, either you two want to add anything to that or do you want to move on? I can move on, it's not something I care about, to be honest. It's such <laughs> a weird, weird subject. Like, yeah. Just leave people alone. Yeah, I, I agree. It's, uh, I think the whole thing's a bit bit surreal. I don't see I don't see why it started. I mean, it's again, like like you said, great for Cardi B, just in terms of it'll, it'll have made so much so much more money than it, it would have done without the controversy probably but I don't see why people care enough to <laughs> to start Big petitions time. like that yeah facts yeah I mean yeah I don't, I don't see why people care to be honest um, like why does that affect affect anyone that badly what, what an artist doing with a music video but anyway we'll, we'll move on from that um, and the last thing that we're going to touch on before we get into the hypothetical segment which Ollie has prepared questions for this time uh, oh, the last no. thing I'm going to touch on and I don't think we can can not touch on this this subject um, we were a little bit late to it but uh, we'll touch on it anyway um, well I mean we were late to the Kanye stuff so fuck it, we don't really care uh, we're going to touch on the Donald Trump interview um, the one on is it Axios? I can't remember the the uh, the media outlet's name, but there's everyone will know the interview. Memes have been kind of on Comedy on Central for all we <laughs> Yeah, it should be on Comedy Central. Oh, it is awful, isn't it? Oh, it's so so bad. Um, yeah. Well, I just got a bit of um, voice crack there. Uh, but yeah, one uh, one thing that we were kind of just laughing about before we started recording this podcast was when Donald Trump says about America's numbers being lower than the world. And the reporter just looks at him like, the fuck do you mean lower than the world? And he's, just like, he's just like, Jonathan, they're lower than Europe. And this Jonathan's just like, bruh. Um, but yeah, so it, it, Donald Trump's argument on the matter of, of how... So the, the interviewer is basically saying how America's death toll is rising, you know by the day to coronavirus um, and how badly it's been handled. And obviously Donald Trump as president, as the president he, he is and you know, fronts himself as, he doesn't want it to look bad on him and it wants, he wants it to look like he's handle, handled and is handling the situation very well. Um, which I think any person with any common sense uh, can see that he's not handling it well. Um, so this interview is trying to get that across to him. 
and he says about how how many people are dying in America, and then Donald Trump passes over some some bits of paper with with graphs and and stats on and whatnot. And um, the interviewer says, "Oh, you're looking at deaths per case. I'm talking about deaths for the you know per the population, which is what it should be recorded on because that gives it a true figure of how many people." out of the entirety of the United States of America are affected. But the, and the issue with doing it by deaths per case is that Americans don't seem to be recording the cases accurately. I, I would strongly suspect that Donald Trump, I'm, I'm all but certainly stopped testing at one point or he's trying to stop testing or something along those lines. And therefore those numbers will be skewed as it is. So he, all he's trying to do is just put a massive smoke screen over how badly he has actually handled the situation, would would you guys agree with that? And is there anything else from the the interview you want to pick out and talk about? I I don't think he's he's he believes he's handled it bad. To be honest, I mean that man's such a prick that <laughs> agree. <laughs> I mean he is, isn't he? I, I yeah. think he he thinks he's doing it right. He's he's like I, I don't even. There's so many words to describe him. Not one of them good. He's um. I don't think he believes he's handled it badly. I don't really think that he understands what's happening most of the time because I understand he's such a, you know, a successful businessman, which he is, mm. like him or not. But that he, side of it. Yeah. But he's, he just doesn't seem to have a clue. I mean, he's just winging everything. He, he does not care. He, I, I don't know what you guys think on it, but he's, he's just such an ass man. Like, he's, the, he's the worst human being. <laughs> True. How about you, Aaron? Only guy I want to talk about in that in- interview is guy the interviewer. The guy's an icon. I know what a champion. He's got a set of testes on him that he can't even carry. He's sat there just arguing. So <laughs> wonder he got him through now. <laughs> no, to be fair, I think I think um, you know we've got to give props to the interviewer because. Especially the type of person Donald Trump is, he's quite a, a powerful character, um, and it, it it could be easy for certain people who maybe are, are super confident in the the job or in themselves or you know whatever the case may be to just kind of go along with what Donald Trump's saying and just going, oh yeah, I see, I see your point, but I'm just talking. But the, this guy is just point blank like, no, no, fam, that is not right, um, and. You know, he, he, he does, he challenges him, and rightly so. He challenges him because the stats Donald Trump is providing him with are nonsense, <laughs> quite frankly. And my man, Jonathan, can see straight through it just as near enough that everyone apart from his dozens of followers in, in the US can see, which I still can't see why they follow him. But, yeah. Um, yeah it's his facial expression to do it for me. His facial expression looks like he's just dropped his kegs and he's got three knobs, Donald Trump. What the fuck's going on here? You know, he <laughs> he really is the um you, you know the that YouTube character. I'm sure a lot of people listening might remember it from when they were younger. He literally is the annoying orange, the real life version of it. He's fucking annoying and he's orange. Right guys, so hypothetical. I know Joe brought some interesting questions to the table last time. Some some awful ones, to be honest. The second <laughs> one still haunts me. Um, but we've got two more for you this time. Um, I'm 
I'm going to have to give my answers first, as, as you did. I'll bite <laughs> the bullet. Um, so, amazing sex for 47 seconds or average for 10 minutes. Right, guys. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I don't know where 47 seconds comes from, but that's where we are. A um, little bit longer than I usually like to leave it. So, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm going to have to go with the amazing because, you know, you want to. You want to be in there, have a good time, get out. It's um, <laughs> I didn't Jeez, mean that to sound, like, sound a like it mission. Did, get yeah. in there, get out. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't mean to sound like it. I don't know if it did it or not, but yeah, um, amazing. Because at the, end, <laughs> <laughs> at the end of the day, lads, it's all about just having a good time, ain't it? So yeah, it's Big gonna up. be amazing for forty-seven seconds. Uh, Go on, Joe. I'm going to hear what you're going to say. Yeah, man, I can't disagree with that. I mean, like, obviously, lasting 47 seconds is is not (laughs) ideal by any means. (laughs) Um, But at the end of the day, like you say, you're having sex to to enjoy yourself and to have fun. And if you're having average sex, average is effectively shit, really, let's be honest. Um, If you're having average sex for 10 minutes... From about a minute into that, you're going to realise this is shit sex. This is just fucking... You, you're going to be wanting it to be over anyway. You're going to be like, damn, can these fucking 10 minutes hurry up? You're going to be clock watching. I'd rather just 47 seconds of pure bliss. And like you said, dash out of there, you know what I mean? You both... <laughs> I'm presuming it's, it means amazing sex for both parties as well, even if it is oh, yeah. 47 seconds. Oh, so, yeah. We're not, we're not trying to... Again, as I said last week, we're not trying to disappoint. We're never trying to disappoint here at the after party. This is it. Not trying, uh, but we will. <laughs> and that's a guarantee. <laughs> you know, I'm. I think I'm not going to take my Crocs off for anything less than amazing. Go on, Aaron. <laughs> Go on, what you're going to say as well, man. Yeah, three times over in it, just forty-seven seconds. It just means that you can get a lot in in ten minutes. A lot of good sex in ten minutes. You can have sex an amount of times that's really good in ten minutes. So you think but you're going about it the right way? I think. <laughs> That's relying on you being done. I'm presuming you, you, you come in this time. I'm presuming the guy comes in this time and the 47 seconds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's relying on you being done and then being straight ready again, which like, can't always happen. Oh, no. you need a bit, you'll build up your longevity in it. Don't worry. <laughs> Training like <laughs> it's for Olympic Games. <laughs> See, Aaron's here like, planning... You know, three three goes in, in the ten minutes. I, I'm whilst he's he's getting ready for his third. I'm at Chippy. I'm I'm on. <laughs> I'm on food. I'm down. I'm down road. <laughs> nah, fair man. <laughs> right, lads. Um, I've got to go for the second question then. So, right, only be able to have sex in a car, or only be able to have sex in the shower. Um, I I. I don't even know what to say with this one. I'm going to have to go with the car because, I mean, at least if you want, you know, if, if you're still wanting that shower experience, you can just roll windows down when it's raining. It's... Oh, <laughs> my <a>... days. <laughs> uh, only, only, um, yeah, so it's, you know, you can have more space. I, I don't want to be stood up in a shower all the time. It's just, it's, it limits what you can do. I mean, so does the car, but it doesn't say what kind of car. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm getting that, that seven-seater for this. <laughs> if, if this is what it's come to, we're getting that, that, um, that people carry the two. I feel that. 
Big facts. Go on. Go on, Joe. Yeah, I mean, it's, it sounded boring, so I, I agree again. Um, and the, the reason I agree is it's kind of similar to you in the sense of um, shower sex just isn't usually how it, it's portrayed in, in like movies and TV shows. As you say, it's very restrictive of like where you can move, especially if you're not in a massive shower. Um, and I mean, a, a car is obviously restricting your movement and your positions and you know what you can do and whatnot. Uh, but it's a lot less uh, restricting. And as you say, you can just get a seven-seater seven car. And then when, it, when people ask you why you've got a seven-seater car and you've got no family, just be like, we get up to a lot of shit in the back of this car, man. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I'd, I'd, go with a, I'd go with the car over, over the shower. Go on, Aaron, what's your take on it? Well, to be fair, it's got to be less dangerous in a car, hasn't it? You're not, gonna, you're not about to slip over and, and break your neck in the shower. Safe sex. We, safe we are advocates sex. for this. That's, that's what we're all about, health and safety at after party. Unless you're driving the car. <laughs> if it's a moving car, I doubt it's as safe. It's and true. then I'd pick the shower. I think, it, yeah, I'll play devil's advocate. You, you go in the shower, get it done, then just finish off with your wash. Get out, you feel fresh. True, it's very efficient. It's all about that efficiency tonight, Aaron. <laughs> 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 Three in and ten, sex in the shower. It's, it's just about getting things. He, he's a multitasker. He's a multitasker, <laughs> ladies. Don't forget it. There we go. <laughs> Big up. Right, guys, I think we've, we've pretty much covered everything we wanted to talk about and got in the hypothetical section as we do at the end every time. Um, so for anyone that's listened uh, to episode two, thank you very much for listening. And we'll be coming with episode three uh, every Monday, 6 p.m. GMT or 11 a.m. PST. And one last thing I want to do before we finish off is just plug the Instagram. Uh, we're very active on Instagram. It's our most most used social media. So if you want to interact with us at all on, on uh, Instagram followers, it's at AfterPartyIG. Um, and you can find all of our Instagrams on there as well if you want to to follow us or interact with us in any way. So thank you very much for listening, guys. Episode three coming soon.